This is Brandon Rabar, your host for today, and this is a dispatch from Daily Thunder. Every story, every game, every day. Welcome to the Daily Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Rabar, beat writer for DailyThunder.com. I am joined by my partner in crime, senior writer for DailyThunder.com, Olivia Punchall. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I see you got your wine with you, so you're ready for your hot takes. It's been kind of like brewing. Are you good to go? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Saucy Olivia always has the hot takes. I'm ready for this. Now, this is exciting. We haven't done a podcast in a while because there's been no Thunder news. But all of a sudden, in the past 24 hours, we have a coaching hire. There's rumors of Chris Paul going to Phoenix. And there's Russell Westbrook, Houston Rockets drama. Each one of these things could have been their own podcast. So we decided to do a rapid reaction. Let's dive into this. Olivia, Mark Dagnold or Dagnold or Dayno. How are you saying his name, first of all? I'm opting out of saying his name. I'm just going to stick with calling him Mark the Shark and hope that he lives up to this nickname that I have given him. <laughs> Or, or do we even want him to be a great coach, though? We want to be bad, right? So we want him to be great, but not the type of great that I feel like we're used to. So we would like him to be great at player development. We would like him to be not so great at winning basketball games. And so <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my for going into the season, my like metric of whether or not he was a good hire is going to be his ability to develop players, specifically Baisley and Dort. They had really big seasons last year. Last year, what was that, like a month and a half ago? Um, <laughs> they had really good seasons. And so being able to build on that, making sure they don't fall into that sophomore slump kind of season, that's going to be really important. Um, the second thing is helping SGA become more of a leader on the team. I feel like he's going to take on more of a point guard role this season um, without Schroeder and Chris Paul being there. And he kind of struggled with that in the bubble. So that's, those are going to be, I think, areas where um, Martha Shark is going to be very important. Um, as far as winning games goes, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love your commitment to Mark the Shark. You like you really want him to see it stick. If, if, <laughs> if it sticks, you get all the credit. If it doesn't stick, nobody knows that you came up with it. So here's the deal. I'm with you. This is all about player development. And he's coming from the Oklahoma City Blue, the G League. And that's all about player development. That's what they do. They take young, raw guys, and they try to turn them into NBA-ready players. So you've got Dort, and you've got Baisley, and you got SGA. That's the Thunder's core moving forward. Sure, maybe he can further develop Diallo, Ferguson, Burton, Nader. Honestly, those guys aren't long for the Thunder. I want to be surprised to see half those guys gone this season. If they're not gone this season, it's going to be next season. It's all about these three guys and whatever rookies we get and all the guys we get going forward. And that is Mark Dagnalt's. So far, what we know, that's his reputation. He's, he's a great players coach. He's great with relatability to players. He's supposedly great with the modern NBA and developing players. That's all this is about. And Scott Brooks, that was his thing. He was a player development coach. That's what he got his reputation on. When Sam Presti felt like Brooks couldn't get the thunder over the hump anymore, he made the move to get Billy Donovan. He felt like he was a championship coach. We have no idea if Mark Dagnold is a championship coach or not. Nobody knows. Mark Dagnold doesn't know yet. He's, he's new to this. He's fresh to this. So right now it's about making these players better. This is a rebuild, clean slate. And then down the road, if the Thunder get better and better and improve and maybe start to add some stars and trades or free agency or these guys develop into stars, 
We'll see if he's a championship coach. But right now, it's not a sexy hire. It's not an exciting hire. You know, there's all these names, Kenny Atkinson and, and Will Hardy and Adrian Griffin and one of the Van Gundys or Becky Hammond. We should have known. This is Sam Presti. It wasn't going to be a sexy pick, but it's a pick that makes sense, right? Yes, we totally should have accepted, expected this. It's very much Sam Presti's MO. He goes with people that he has a gut feeling about that he knows will be not just good picks for this one season, but more of like a long-term hire for the Thunder. And I feel like that's exactly what Mark the Shark is. And I feel like we definitely should have expected it. And I think that the past coaching decisions that um, Sam Presti has made have both turned out pretty well. I know we... The, the championship has eluded us. And of course, that's the end goal. But if we think about, um, you know, the quality and the growth of our franchise, I feel like the two coaches that we've had so far have played an important part in building that foundation for the Thunder. But it almost feels like this like rebuild isn't really starting over from zero. I feel like our rebuild is like distinct from like a New York Knicks rebuild that feels a lot more elite than their rebuild. Just because we have this foundation and we have Sam Presti, I feel like it's going to be fine if we just wait it out. Right. For all the criticism that Scott Brooks got and that Billy Donovan got over the years, look, Scott Brooks won coach of the year. And as soon as the Thunder let him go, he was snatched up by the Wizards and he's well liked there. For all the criticism that Billy Donovan got, he was second in coach of the year and he got snatched up as soon as he walked away. Even the guys not highly thought of got head coaching jobs and finished well in coaching the year votes. So, I mean, even they've been successful and the Thunder have been successful. So I think that Presti has earned a level of trust, obviously draft picks and trades and roster management and all those things. But I think there's a level of trust that he's built up with his coaching hires as well. Let's just see where this goes. And honestly, this is all speculation. Nobody really knows what kind of coach Mark Dagnolito is going to turn out to be. He's 35 years old, the same age as Chris Paul. So it's a wait and see. Does he even have a Wikipedia page yet? Like nobody really knows anything about Mark Dagnolito. So from here on out, we're just guessing. Yeah, 100% Googled him right after the news came out. Did not have a Wikipedia page. Had to get all of my information from an article from the Oklahoman from like three years ago. I suspect good things are in his future, including a full-on multi-paragraph Wikipedia page. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. You heard it from Olivia Punchall. So moving on from the coaching hire to even more, to me, exciting and fun and intriguing news because I'm all about trade rumors And this is a big one. Chris Paul is talking to the Phoenix Suns. OKC has granted him permission, and they look like they want to get a deal done. The Suns do, Chris Paul does, and OKC does. I think this is going to happen. Sure, Philly or the Bucks or New York, they could all still be players, and there's rumors there as well. But this Phoenix thing is really gaining traction. What's your thoughts on CP3 to Phoenix? I think it's great. I think it's great for both the Thunder and the Suns. So I think that the Suns have – Um, assets and young players and interesting things that they could do. There might even be a three-team deal where we can involve another team so the Thunder can get more like veteran type players back. Um, But I think, you know, it's really good for Chris Paul too. So as a lifelong Chris Paul fan, as you know that I am, um, (laughs) I definitely was not mad when he uh, was traded to the Thunder. Um, I think it's great for him. I think that he would have a perfect role with the Suns, really similar to the role that he had with the Thunder this season, except probably even better just because the Suns already have so much talent with DeAndre Ayton and with Devin Booker. And I think Chris Paul meshes really well with those two players, could be a really good leader and mentor. 
and not just that, I think that he could take the Suns to the next level, making them playoff team. Um, I think that it would be a good, a good move for both the Suns and the Thunder, which is rare. Yeah, I think it's a win-win. Obviously, for OKC, the Suns have assets that the Thunder would love. Uh, they've got the number 10 pick in the draft. If you could combine like 25 and Chris Paul and move up to 10, that's fantastic. And you're probably getting Kelly Oubre, who you can flip for another asset, maybe a young player or a draft pick. And then probably Ricky Rubio, who you can flip again for either another draft pick or maybe another young player. So I love it from the Thunder's side. I, I, I think this is kind of a lifesaver. I didn't love what the Knicks could have to offer unless they would pony up a draft pick. And then the 76ers and Bucks, they were fine, but this is ideal for the Thunder. Then, like you said, for CP3, I think that he embraces the role he had with the Thunder. With Blake Griffin and James Harden, when there's another superstar, there is friction there. Those guys don't usually like to hear what they could do better. And Chris Paul likes to tell guys what they can do better in a good way, I think, constructive way. So he's like, has one of the highest basketball IQs, definitely the highest in the NBA right now, I think. So like, if Chris Paul is giving you advice, that's advice that you should listen to, in my opinion. I wish that Chris Paul would give me life advice, honestly. (laughs) I completely agree. Well, I can tell you what he would say. He would say, eat plants. I know that. That's the first thing he would tell you. He would. Uh, But yeah, you know, he embraced the mentor role with SGA and Baisley here. And I think he'll do the same thing with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. And like you said, those guys are talented and they're only getting better. They're so young still. I think they're definitely a playoff team. And it shows Booker that Phoenix is for real. They'll pony up. They'll pay guys to come there and compete. So I think it's a win-win. I think it's going to happen. And I'm really excited about it. The Thunderman, if they can get the 10th pick, Oh, that opens up so many possibilities. Then all of a sudden, old Mark the Shark has SGA, Dort Baisley, and a lottery pick to play with this year. I'm excited. So moving on to the last thing, we don't have to talk too much about it because it's not technically Thunder News, but it is Thunder News. Russell Westbrook wants out of Houston, supposedly. He doesn't like the culture, the team accountability there. And now all of a sudden, according to The Athletic, A lot of Rockets players are unhappy, from P.J. Tucker to Eric Gordon, Austin Rivers. Who's taking the blame here? Is it Mike D'Antoni? Is it Daryl Morey? Is it James Harden? What's your whole thoughts on Russ possibly being traded and this Rockets drama and what it means for OKC fans? Okay, I'm going to just say two things on this. The first thing is, isn't it interesting, so interesting, how players leave Oklahoma City And then they're unhappy. And then they're like, hmm, it was actually pretty good in Oklahoma City. I feel like this is, it's just deja vu at this point. It just keeps happening again and again and again. And I just think that's really interesting. (laughs) And I feel like if any current Thunder players are listening to this podcast, as we know, we have many of the Thunder players listen to our podcast. You should just keep that in mind that it is, the grass is not greener on the other side. And you've got a good thing here in Oklahoma City. So start with that. Second thing is I don't really think this is Russell Westbrook's fault. So I think that this is a Tillman Fertitta issue, actually. So I think that his ownership of the team and that leading to MDA leaving, leading to Daryl Morey leaving, kind of like a domino effect that started with Tillman Fertitta. And I think that Fertitta wants to change the way that the Rockets play. He's done with this like small ball business and I think that's really where this all began. 
I don't think that there's any friction between Harden and Russ. I don't think that's really the issue. I think it's more of like a, a culture and a fit thing for Russell Westbrook. And I think that Russell Westbrook is honestly probably fed up of being left, you know, just like being stuck on the team after the person that he's supposed to play with leaves and goes somewhere else. So he's being proactive in finding the right fit for him. So I don't think this is really like a drama or a beef situation. I think it's different than what happened between Chris Paul and Harden. And I think it's more, I think this is upper level front office than it is the teammates or the coaches. I'm completely with you. I think it stems from up top. My main takeaway is I don't think there's beef between Russ and Harden. I think that the guys still like each other, but Russ, he's OCD and he likes everything a certain way. I think he, he liked the culture in Oklahoma City, truly. I think he liked the accountability and how structured and disciplined things were. And in Houston, it just doesn't sound like that's the thing. You know, I think there is something to say. Apparently, Harden doesn't like to take criticism. I don't know what the accountability is there. Maybe there's some shared blame to go around between all these parts. But as always, Russell Westbrook's going to be a scapegoat. Russ wanting out. Look, we know he's a loyal guy. We know that James Harden is one of his lifelong friends. And they had success there this year, maybe not as much as people thought that they should. But I think at the end of the day, he wants to go somewhere where there's discipline and order and structure and the right attitude. And he doesn't feel like that's in place in Houston. If this Houston thing falls apart, you know, supposedly Harden is locked in. But if they don't get back equal value for Russell Westbrook, which I don't think that they will, given his age and his contract and how he's not quite as great as he used to be. I still love Russ and he's still great, but he's not the player he once was. So they're not going to get equal value back. That lines up great with either Harden wanting to leave or not being as good and the Thunder own their draft picks for 2021 in a stacked draft and the Thunder owns their draft picks for the foreseeable future, either swaps or picks. This sets up really, really well possibly for the Thunder and what they own from the Rockets. Yeah, for sure. The Rockets demise is our gain 100%. One thing that I think is just really interesting is how we have such a huge market for Chris Paul after the season that he had this year. And Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook have very similar contracts. They play the same position. There was a point in time when I think that they were very on par players with each other. And I just think it's really interesting that the Thunder have so many options of where they could trade, could trade Chris Paul, whereas the Rockets are going to have a really hard time dealing Russ's contract. And that's even after the CBA is making it easier for other teams to take on these big contracts. And so I do think that's very interesting. And I also think that no matter what happens with the Rockets, they're not going to be as good as we thought they were. We thought it was going to be, you know, they were going to be a championship contender. They were going to run it back this season, be better than they were last season. That's definitely not what's happening. So even if they lose Russell Westbrook, I feel like no matter what they get back in return, it's going to be a step backwards for them. And also all this information about friction from other players, Ariza and uh, Daniel House, all these people that are unhappy with their situation. I just, I don't foresee that it'll work itself out for the Rockets and that's good for the Thunder. Yeah, things have been steadily going downhill, it seems like, with the Rockets ever since the end of the season and the playoffs. And that's great for the Thunder. I need to tag the beginning of the show and tell everyone to take a drink every time you say the word interesting. I really like your pointed use of the word interesting. They will be wasted 10 minutes into this episode.
you have to say it correctly. It's not interesting. It's interesting. 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 Those are two different things. You're right. Interesting is very much sarcasm. And if the listeners could see me, they would see the snark in my voice when I say it's very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all things are coming up thunder from, from the coaching hire to Chris Paul possibly being traded. There's obviously Schroeder rumors and expect to see Gallinari uh, sign and trade rumors coming up soon as well. Next week is the draft and free agency will start and the trade moratorium is be lifted. All kinds of exciting stuff is going to happen next week for the thunder. It should all be good. The rockets, the mice is good for the thunder. As much as the Thunder are going to suck next season and the Thunder are going to suck, man, it's weirdly really exciting to be a Thunder fan right now. A lot of good things are happening. Olivia, thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you for listening to the Daily Thunder Podcast. (laughs) 